Welcome to the new year and a new series uh, of sermons that are going to come um, from Deuteronomy and we're going to look at that book for the next 10 weeks leading us up to Easter and um, also I apologise for those of you used to this being a a preaching uh, recording but due to technical difficulties, I'm now going to just read my sermon notes because um, it failed to record um, this Sunday. So we're going to take the reading from Deuteronomy chapter 4 and we're going to go 1 to 14. Then we're going to skip the section on idolatry and then we are going to resume at verses 32 through to 40. And this is reading from the NIV. Hear now, O Israel, the decrees and laws I am about to teach you. Follow them so that you may live and may go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. You saw with your own eyes that the Lord what the Lord did at Baal Peor. The Lord your God destroyed from among you everyone who followed the Baal of Peor, but all of you who held fast to the Lord your God are still alive today. See, I have taught you decrees and laws as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may follow them in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. Observe them carefully, For this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations. You will hear about all these decrees and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people.
prefer coming same as uh, yes. yesterday. Yes. When so yeah. every other week in the in the month. This is um, but just not next week. So this week was the second, yeah. so not next week, and then week after, week after, week yeah. after, and then once a month. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things that your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. See, I have taught you decrees and laws as the Lord my God commended me so that you may follow them in the land that you are entering to take possession of Observe them carefully, for this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations who will hear about these decrees and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him? And what other nation is so great as to have righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws that I am setting before you today? Remember the day that you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, when he said to me, Assemble the people before me to hear my words, so that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land, and may teach them to their children. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, while it blazed with fire to the very heavens, with black clouds and deep darkness. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire, you heard the sound of words, but saw no form. There was only a voice. He declared to you his covenant, the Ten Commandments, which he commanded you to follow, and then wrote them on two stone tablets. And the Lord directed me at that time to teach you the decrees and laws that you are to follow in the land that you are crossing this Jordan to possess. And then through to 32. Ask now about the former days, long before your time, from the day God created man on earth. Ask from one end of the heavens to the other, has anything so great as this ever happened? Or has anything like it ever been heard of? Has any other people heard the voice of God speaking out of fire as you have and lived? Has any God ever tried to take for himself one nation out of another nation? by testing, by miraculous signs and wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, or by great and awesome deeds, like all the things the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. You were shown these things so that you might know that the Lord is God. Besides him there is no other. From heaven he made your you hear his voice to discipline you. On earth he showed you his great fire, and you heard his words from out of the fire. 
because he loved your forefathers and chose their descendants after them, he brought you out of Egypt by his presence and his great strength to drive out before you nations greater and stronger than you and to bring you into their land to give it to you for your inheritance as it is today. Acknowledge and take to heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth below. There is no other. Keep his decrees and commands which I am giving you today so that it may go well with you and your children after you and that you may live long in the land the Lord your God gives you for all time. So, although we started in chapter 4, I'll just sort of give you a, a little introduction to the book of Deuteronomy and um, the passages up to this point, um, prior to getting into the Ten Commandments proper um, from next week. So the key um, verse, really, that I want you to, to uh, get for this whole sermon is verse 1 of chapter 4. Um, Hear the decrees and laws I am about to teach you. Follow them so that you may live and may go in and take possession of the land the Lord, the God of your ancestors is giving you. So follow, follow the laws, live them out uh, that you may go in and take possession of, of what God's promised you. Um, for us, it won't uh, be a physical land. We have no plans to invade Nether Edge. But um, just in the same way that the, the people of Israel were um, given um, orders from Moses um, to uh, go forth and be a witness to the nations around them. We, in the same way as we um, partner with God in establishing his kingdom, in Netheredge and, and beyond, um, we are going to be watched, we're going to be noticed, and we need to live out a holy lifestyle and um, the very much the bedrock of that lifestyle comes as it did for Israel from these basic ten laws, the Ten Commandments. So, um, God is calling us to establish this heavenly kingdom. Well, what does it look like? How are we to live? Um, Yahweh, he established Israel as a nation, as part of his plan for redemption, and he chose Israel to de demonstrate that, um, how nations should live. Um, he um, chose Israel not because of its own righteousness, not because of it being uh, a better nation than others, um, but in order to show them, um, perhaps because of just the opposite, that with God um, they could be a great nation. And the law itself gives us a measure against which Israel um, fell short and against which we fall short, which paves the way for our need for a saviour, for a redeemer, uh, that of Jesus Christ. So why Deuteronomy then? Some, some of you might roll your eyes at the thought of 10-week series on Deuteronomy. Um, but there's a number of reasons that we need to pay attention to this book. Um, first of all, it's Moses' final sermon to, um, to the Israelites, and he's obviously a key 
character in, in the whole of the Bible. And these are his sort of parting words of wisdom. And um, for the Israelites, as they're about to enter the promised land, um, this is the last thing they heard from him. And in many ways, it's a reiteration of what they'd heard before, but it has special emphasis on what was important um, for the task ahead of them. It's how we should live uh, as the people of God in the sight of others. And the words of chapter 8 were directly quoted by Jesus um, in his temptations from the devil. So, you know, those words still ring true for us today in um, the way in which we are to um, teach our children and our children's children um, how God operates and of course they can these words contain the ten commandments which were forerunners for Jesus's golden rule Um, love others as you love yourself and it was perhaps the most significant development in human morality in history, uh, certainly until Jesus. And um, God, through these words, as he kind of planned this new nation coming into existence, he wanted them to be devoted to human justice, to spiritual integrity, to ecological concern, moral responsibility, and family stability and social compassion. And you'll find all the way through uh, the chapters that we'll look at together, um, those themes um, run right the way through the book. So let's have a quick look at the, the title and the structure of the book. Why, why on earth did it get called Deuteronomy? Um, well, literally, that it means uh, it comes from the Greek, which means copy of the law or second law. Um, and I've mentioned already that it was a kind of a repetition of the law that Moses already given them. Um, and of course, the tablets, the first set of tablets, he, he smashed in anger at when the Israelites failed to observe the law as he taught them. Um, and it, it is also referred to um, as the, the law which was rediscovered by Josiah. So um, many scholars think that the words of Deuteronomy have kind of been redacted and 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 put together um, as part of sermons that um, were um, written by Moses. And the book itself has a real sermon-like quality. Um, just the reading I've just given you, you can imagine hearing that um, in the vernacular as a as a tribe listening in on what what Moses has got to tell them and the way the book set out is is very much of a speech pattern it has a sort of historical few chapters one to to three to begin with and then we get the main thrust um, in in sermon form from chapters 4 to 28 before the law is continued and um, they carry on their way it's also um, not gone unnoticed that the book um, has a form that's similar to the types of treaties that were drawn up between nations. And of course, this in a sense is a treaty, uh, a covenant, a pro- um, an agreement drawn up between God and his people. 
uh, and the form it takes is a preamble, a, a sort of an introduction, um, a historical setting and prologue, and then you get these the general rules, the Ten Commandments themselves, followed by specific requirements where it's um, where it's sort of expressed in context, just like we did get with laws today when you you you, you might come up with the um, the Charter for Human Rights, but obviously that's a fairly short document, and then how that's worked out um, tends to go into you know one one a one a part two part three um and and many subsets and and so it is with deuteronomy uh, looking at all the different um contexts in which they might get used and then finally you've got the ratification of the treaty the blessings and the curses the blessings the the, the rewards if you like for following the laws and doing what it says and then the curses those uh, resulting um, from disobeying the law. Um, and and the, the book ends with um, a, a ceremony as, as this law is um, witnessed and um, declared fit. So we get um, into the, the meat of it. And um, this is what I want to sort of say to you as a, as a, um, as a church this morning um, starting with um, sort of verses 1 to 8 there's a theme that comes out and the theme is this obey and remember or remember and obey um, verse 1 follow the laws so that you might live that's the obedience part and a time and time again the, the rules say well don't just this is not just rules for rules sake this is so that you might live in this land you're going to become a nation if you want to enjoy all that it has to offer and you're to be a nation that just don't self-destruct then live out um, what it says and your life will be a profitable one um, don't add extra details uh, you'll understand that the thrust of this, um, that the law can easily become more complicated, just as the Pharisees made it much, much more difficult to follow. Um, we all understand the spirit of the law, but often we want to be, be nitpicky. And um, we get the same with football, don't we? We've got very clear, simple rules, the, the offside rule, the handball rule, and yet how complicated do we make it? It doesn't matter... You can have all the latest technology. You can have VAR um, systems in place. You can spend thousands and millions on um, hours and hours of pundits. And yet they still can't agree um, because um, we're seeking to make it more complicated than it ought. So don't add extra details to the law. Um, do not follow other lawgivers um, or law systems like that of Baal we, we looked a lot at idolatry last term and um, they're only going to lead to death whereas following the Lord Yahweh will lead to life and then in verse 6 and 7 and 8 um, we get um, these questions what other nation 
is so great to have um, our Lord near to us. So, just like um, a mother hen with their chicks, how great are we to have uh, Yahweh or uh, have God brood over us um, and to be close when we pray to him. That is an absolute privilege. What other nation is so great to have righteous decrees and laws and in a way they're to be a witness as we live out um, the way that the, the God wants us to live. That is a witness to how great God is. And for the Jews coming, you know, as a uh, a brand new nation out of a nation, um, they would have been observed um, by their the way they lived. And it may have come as a great surprise that this ragtag mob had been wandering the desert for 40 years actually um, began to live in an ordered way, in a fruitful way, in a way that um, was head and shoulders above the nations around them in terms of um, social justice and fairness and the way it respected uh, the vulnerable, the alien, the, the, the foreigner, the, the widow, uh, the child, uh, animals even. Um, and it's a pattern from which we, and in our modern morality, uh, follow Jesus today um, far above um, the laws of the land and the, the, those perhaps around us. And the reason for that is not because um, Israel could point to itself just in the same way as we can't point to ourselves, but because we serve a holy God and, and a holy Saviour. So we can point to God and we can point to Jesus as the author and perfecter of our faith, that they are the perfect ones. We are not to be like hypocrites saying, look at us, but we're saying, look at them. And his law is perfect. And at the same time, our prayer is um, that his covenantal laws will be written on our hearts. Hebrews 10 verse 16 says, says that and we pray that our prayer be like that of the prophet Jeremiah he says um, that we we pray for a new heart not of stone but of flesh one that responds to his spirit and um, is keen to love as he loved so that's the obey part the um, live out um, the commandments that he puts in place but then there's also this remembering element that comes in verse 32 through to 40 remembering back the mighty works of God remembering um, how all of this came to pass because God met them on a smoking fiery mountain met um, Moses through a talking bush through through the testing of a nation in the desert through miracles of provision of of manna of bread and water and um, uh, the ability to wander through the desert in um, clothes that did not perish and so too we need to to understand the foundations of that story but we also need to think back to our own lives let's just take a moment um, to think through the miracles that God has done in your life, uh, in your family's life, in 
the life of uh, those in your um, missional communities and uh, your church community. And as you do that, it leads you to reflect what a good God you serve and um, one who is worth uh, worshipping and obeying. And let's not forget that all of this, um, all of this um, comes through a Christ-centered understanding. So, for the nation of Israel, all they had was the law and um, the sacrificial system uh, of worship and and repentance and renewing this promise this covenant with with god and yet we as we are um, about to to do it as we uh, come to him in communion we can remember the grace that's poured out upon us because though we seek to live out a holy life we know that we fail we know that we come short and so um, we we thank god that um, just as it says in in john uh, 1 chapter 17 that out of his fullness we have received grace in place of grace already given the grace already given was the law that came through Moses but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ a greater grace um, a second grace a um, double portion that um, though we are incapable of perfectly living out the law that through his grace, through his death on the cross, we can perfectly be close to God again. And um, it reminds us of our covenant with God and the, the occasion that brought it about. It reminds us of our need for God. And ultimately, it reminds us that Jesus is the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith through whom we have a restored relationship with God. So hear this. It is by grace that we are saved and we say thank you for that. Amen.